Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Thursday. Welcome to the latter half of the week. Congratulations. We did it. It's the latter half of the week. What is that from? Congratulations, class of 2004. We did it. That's like hurtful that you would even ask. Oh, okay. Sorry. It's from Legally Blonde. And if you don't know that, I'm surprised you found our podcast. But welcome. Honestly, that movie made me want to be valedictorian so that I could make a speech and be like, congratulations, class of 2012. We did it. But was Elle valedictorian? No, she was just the chosen speaker because everybody loved her because she won the big case her freshman year. Miss Congeniality? Yeah, I think that's what it was. There's like, I mean, she's really bright and wonderful and we love Elle, but she wasn't the valedictorian. I feel like she was. No, I don't think so. I think she was just the star pupil because like she got Brooke Windham off and she cracked the case. But I don't think at Harvard Law you get chosen at graduation unless you're academically special. Special. Agreed. That's different from valedictorian. I don't know if I agree with that. Sound off in the comments. Was Elle Woods the valedictorian of, of Harvard, Harvard Law? Law School? Let us know. Um, how you doing, Jax? Happy Thursday. I'm doing good. I'm so glad that it's Thursday. It's couldn't be a better time for a Thursday, you know? It's such a blessing. It is a blessing. And we just do have to acknowledge the space that we're in because... It could have been Monday, it could have been Tuesday, it could have been Wednesday, and instead it's Thursday. And for that, I'm grateful. Me too. I'm also just like jittery this morning because busy, busy, obviously, podcast host mogul. Tomorrow, officially, like I'm back on tour and I haven't been off the stage since May. I was so actually just, feeling- just thinking about the fact that you have to get back on stage because that's why you left Florida. And it's like, did she even do her show yet? No. No, I know. And I'm like feeling like rusty. Um, so I have a lot of work to do today after the show is up and posted because I'm going to West Hampton tomorrow. I'm glad it's like a local show. I don't have to fly anywhere. It's a great way to ease back into the tour life. Life on the road. So glamorous. Mm. Um, so if you're in Long Island, New York tomorrow, on Long Island. Sorry, people from Long Island. Like, I hate when you say in Long Island. They'll be okay. They'll be totally fine. Um, <laughs> on Long Island in West Hampton tomorrow night for a show. Friday night. It'll be fabulous at the West Hampton Performing Arts Center. Because I'm an artist. And that's what we've learned. I feel like in the last few weeks, you're artistic nature has really shown through and it's an honor to be in the presence of such an artist wow did you sleep good I slept all right when I slept um not my not the best honestly but not your best work no not the worst because like the worst would be like up every hour uh not the best, but I went to sleep earlier than usual because I was like, I need to find time to catch up on my Z's because I am not well. I need time to find I need to find time to catch up 
on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I started catching up this morning because once again, I woke up before my alarm. And I'm actually loving that, by the way, like having some extra time. I watched an episode and a half. But overall, I was four episodes behind. So I'm still like I barely have made a dent. We just wrapped up Christmas. And I don't know what you're up to, but... I cannot remember a time in recent memory where Real Housewives of Beverly Hills gave us so much holiday content. I feel like they let the ladies off and then we see them in January. Yeah, I also, I'm. we haven't mentioned it in a while and I was hoping I could just like get away with not watching for even longer. <laughs> and what's interesting is like, of course we get Real Housewives fatigued, but I've always felt like it's really important for us to watch those shows because that's such a big part of this show is recapping those shows. And it's like, our content would be cut in like half if we don't watch TV and do TV recaps. And it's like, we're fine. <laughs> no, but there's also TV besides The Real Housewives. Right. Like Southern Charm is on right now. And it's right. really like, and you guys know I love Southern Charm. So it's really just for like lack of time. And now I can't really catch up without taking a whole day. Um, and I just assume that there would be a real dearth of, of content for us to talk about if we ever stopped doing TV recaps. I'm not saying this is the end of TV recaps, but right now mm-hmm. it's just not happening. And I'm pleasantly surprised that the episodes are just as long. There's just, just as, as much good. to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was surprised. Obviously, the last few weeks have been bad for TV recaps because we were changing studios. You were moving. Like, life just got in the way. Um, and I thought there would be, like, a mass outcry of people. And... No one, like, there's been a few people who are, like, TV recaps, but I felt for a long time the shows that we watch might not be matching up with the shows that our audience watches. Like, I know we have, like, a lot of Housewives fans, but I think most of our listeners do not watch Housewives. They just listen to us recap because they want more show. So I'm very open to the idea of, instead of doing, like, a TV recap segment, adding one more segment. Like, we have Dear Toasters. You know, I'm always looking for new segment ideas. I love that we recently did Unburden Yourselves. So that's Monday and Wednesday. Maybe we get, like, a Friday segment. Um, We'll have to come up with some good creative ideas we had judge jackie a little while ago i actually have a good idea for a new segment that came that i think about all the time when i'm choosing stories and i just have then forget about it but to do one story a day that's like the worst fucking headline like that's just nonsense news just mindless news doesn't have to be kelly's but it's like why was this written who fucking cares just calling out mindless news where and when you see it every single day i Always love that idea. We actually have not done Kelly's mindless news in so long. So She's that if been we had quiet. Maybe because she knows we're on to her. I think she kind of like stopped. She probably put her PR firm on pause because if there was a lot of Kelly's mindless news, we would have to report it. Right. And they're just like out here, honestly, tarnishing her brand. Yeah. I actually feel like we might have affected change. Not to toot our own horn, but it's been really quiet. Are we like lobbyists, like enacting change? Are we change makers? Oh my God. Okay, so I like that idea. I'm also open to hearing other um, ideas. I don't think that a, a new segment should be where people write in because I think Monday and Wednesday teeter on being kind of similar sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so Friday segment would have to be a little different than that. Um, I think we had an idea a while ago, but I think it's too similar to Monday and Wednesday where like, yeah, no, it doesn't work. What but idea? I, like Judge Jackie. It's similar to Dear Toasters. And then what am I supposed to do for the segment, you know? You bring in the dancing lobsters. That's so me. <laughs> I'm the bailiff. You are the bailiff. So I like that idea. I also agree, like, I find TV recaps to be kind of tedious, and I don't know that they're exactly what our audience wants to hear all the time. 
Yeah. And if we don't except ha- for like when when the Game of Thrones things come comes back, like major, major no, and shows. like when there's a new season of Bridgerton, like when there's those moments, we watch as many as we can. But doing like the weekly just TV has changed. The landscape has changed. And I actually feel like if we ever we're not done doing TV recaps permanently, but now it's just showed us that like if we didn't do them, it wouldn't be the end of the world. But I do feel like our show not doing TV recaps recaps would really be indicative of the changing landscape of cable especially of bravo yeah well i thought that when we stopped watching the bachelor like it was going to like really affect our numbers in a negative way and not only has it not done that i legitimately forgot that there are people still who who still watch the bachelor yeah i see headlines sometimes and i'm just like i can't believe that this is still going on but then also and i was feeling this the other day almost told a story about bachelor alums it's like all the people that we were really invested in and that we followed and we were when we were obsessed with the bachelors we were like obsessed with them they're all really like graduating into new lives new lives and new careers and it's interesting to see what people have done to like keep their longevity in good ways and in bad who are you referring to? I saw that Ashley and Jared opened up a coffee shop, coffee shop and it's also bachelor themed and that's cute for them. Yeah. No, I, I think about like, I always think about like the OG girlies, like Becca Tilly, Amanda Stanton, Lauren Lane. And honestly, when I, I follow all three of them on Instagram and when I think of them, like I never think of the bachelor with Lauren. I obviously think of country music, Becca, I think of her podcast and Haley Kyoko, Amanda, I think of like bridal girly now. She's been like very beauty focused over the last couple of years. Like I literally forget. I know. It's really, it's, crazy. it's, it's a, been a wild ride. Also like Nick Vile. Right. And, and what I think about a lot is there was a time where like Bachelor and ABC ruled reality television. Like it was this almost like superhuman being show. Like everyone watched it. They were everywhere. Good Morning America. You couldn't turn on a podcast, a TV show in the midst of a, of a Bachelor season without hearing someone like commentate it on, talk about it. And seeing how far they've fallen so quickly was something I never expected. Like, I thought that The Bachelor would reign supreme over television till the day I died. Yeah, even The Snatchler has pivoted. Right. And I just, and now when I see, like, their podcasts or Instagram pages or just, like, things that are very Bachelor-focused, I'm like, what are you doing? You've got to, you've got to shift. You've got to evolve. Yeah. What would you say is the new reality TV king or queen? Oh, that's a good question. I, it's tough because all of these reality shows that are huge are like flashes in the pan. Love is blind. True. But hot, I mean, too hot to handle. Of course, Love Island and Love Island UK right now is making such a big splash. Everybody's yes. downloading their VPN to watch. Love Island USA, not so much on Peacock. They're like paying for headlines. I see them every day. Like so-and-so turned his head. It's like, shut I, up. <laughs> I cannot believe how like irrelevant love island usa is like even last year when i was watching i was obsessed but i knew like not everyone was watching i didn't i knew it wasn't like as big as uk this year with the shift to peacock i have not seen one like organic thing about it yeah organic being the keyword yeah of course it's easy to like do paid media yeah and like whoever whatever publications nbc universal owns like they have to talk about it yeah, exactly. E! Online, NBC News, all that. E! Online has like a whole vertical dedicated to it. Because they're owned by NBC Universal. It's very upsetting. It's very upsetting. Um, 
so yeah, what else can I tell you? Oh, I, I read a little bit more of Jeanette McCurdy's book, still having such a hard time getting through it. Um, and I think the reason I spoke about it yesterday about it being really dark is part of it. But I also think like when I really sit down and think about it, I'm not like a huge Jeanette McCurdy fan. Yeah. So I'm not like, you know, drinking up every single word. I'm, I'm just like not excited about it but it's still a good book I understand that but I do think we are that era of like Nickelodeon Disney those teen stars even though you weren't like like riding so hard for Sam Mm -hmm. that time it was so interesting and and critical in our lives that I I do think if you get through the book you'll get a lot out of it to be able to see that time through the lens of someone who was there I also think once I get to the part in the book about Nickelodeon like up until now it's just like child actor tings and the child acting space is just like so toxic but the, you ha- was- you struggle with that in everyone's book where like before they're famous you have a hard time caring yes but I think a really good book makes you care Jessica Simpson yes okay I thought the stuff about her childhood in the bible belt was just as interesting as the John Mayer stuff but she's also um your birthday buddy so of I feel course, exactly and I'm a huge fan and of course I feel you're gonna care about your birthday buddy's childhood 100% <laughs> that's just the kind mirrored of that of my own that's the kind of empath that you are 100% um so I will keep you updated I'm hoping to finish it like this weekend when I'm touring I read a lot because there's a lot of downtime so can you read in the car yes wow you can't because of like motion sickness no I can't I don't do anything in the car. I don't talk. I don't, I can listen to music. I just want to look out the window and just think. Yeah, you don't scroll on your phone. I can't scroll on my phone. I really don't like chatting either. Like, and I feel like when I'm in a long car, people think I'm like mad or something. No, I just like love looking out the window and just thinking. And pretending you're in a music video. And talking to myself, but not having anything come out of my mouth. No, not pretending I'm in a music video because I'm not like being like extra and mopey. I just, I just can zone out. Do you pretend you're in a music video when you're in a window seat on an airplane? No, I, I don't pretend I'm in a music video like in my adult life. That's not like where my head goes. Wow, you ain't living. No, like as a kid when it's raining and you're in, like sitting in the car. Let the rain fall down and wake my dreams. Let it wash away my sanity. Yeah, but I don't. That's not where my mind goes anymore as an adult. Um, I wanted to share something with you. Okay. So you might have seen this. I posted it on my Instagram story just now. But five years ago today, I was on my way home from Los Angeles. And I was in line at security at LAX. And I ran into Tarek El Musa. And back then, five years ago, I knew him because I'm a huge HGTV fan. And I just like was familiar with his show. I wasn't necessarily like a huge fan of him, his family or his show. I just knew him and I thought it was like hilarious. So I took a picture with him and I just, I didn't know that five years later, like I would become um, a Tariq El Musa historian. Yeah. And I just want to um, give the historically accurate version of that story because I was there. Oh, you were? And I was the one who recognized him. Yeah. Oh my God, I, what, are, what were we doing in LA? The Breath in LA? Yeah, 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 yeah. And you just totally wrote me out of history. I literally, in my mind, I was there alone. <laughs> Olivia was That's there crazy. too. Olivia was there too. Shut up. <laughs> oh, and did you guys get a pick with him? 
I don't think so because I recognized him and I was like, that guy looks familiar, but I don't watch HGTV. And then like I was able to make it click, but still like I don't watch HGTV, HGTV. Like I don't really care, but you cared. And it was right after the mountain thing. Right. So he was I find it, big in the news. I find it really surprising you don't watch HGTV. Yeah, you would think that I would because I'm- Because it's like very um, like peaceful content. Yeah, maybe if Rach had a show I would watch- because that's the only kind of... By the way, Rach should have a show. Her husband literally does that. That's what the world needs. That's the show I would watch. I just, I've not seen, I haven't investigated it, but I haven't seen any shows that like are my vibe. Well, do you ever think about, because I often think about like the show we never got, the show that almost was Scott and Courtney when he was really into flipping houses and she was really into interior design and he wanted to like work together and she like, couldn't even look at him in the face, let alone work with him. And they didn't do it. And then he ended up doing that show with, I want to be bad, Willa Ooh, Ford. Yeah. Make that look so good. Uh, that show was cute, except it felt pretty staged. And I wasn't crazy about the interior style because it was very like beachy Malibu. And it wasn't like Rach Parcel. Right. It was Rach neither Rach nor Parcel. Mm. That's huge. That's a huge loss. Yeah. So... Someone needs to make that show happen if they want me to be watching interior design shows. I just think like every now and then if you flipped on HGTV, you would really enjoy what you saw. No, but like a lot of times I'm like in a gym and it's there's multiple TVs and that's the closest channel to something I would care for and still no. Hmm. Still no. But I know that there are a lot of other personalities that like I'm not familiar with. I think there's like a redheaded woman who people really like. Maybe if I saw her, I would enjoy it. I don't know. Um, totally switching gears, but did you see the trailer that dropped for the Discovery Plus Army Hammer thing? It's a story. Oh, okay, good. So we should talk about that. Yeah, and we will. Do you want to talk about when? it now? We could do it soon, but I just wanted to say last night was the season finale of Breaking Bread. Oh, right. I oh, sorry. What I was going to say before was when we're thinking of ideas for segments, we had a lot of good segments in, um... Breaking Bread. Yeah. And I feel like maybe some of them might work for the podcast. Cool. But a lot of them require interactivity. Yeah. Interactivity. Were you going to say anything about the season finale? Um, just that it was very emotional. Um, it was. Tears were shed. You will be able to listen to it tomorrow on the Spotify app. And it was last night of camp. And the campers were feeling emotional. It was the last night of camp. I did kind of signify the end of the season with a song at the end of the episode. I'm sure Spotify will have to cut it out um, once they put the episode and up it, on demand. it would be really easy for them to cut it out because it was at the end. Yeah, so I, um, I don't think you'll be able to hear it. But for those who were lucky enough to experience it live, you're welcome. We'll always have Claudia's final song. We will. I sang I'll Always Remember Us This Way from... A Star is Born, which I think is arguably a better song than Shallow. Yeah. I think so. That's my hot take of the day. Okay. Not that hot. Not lukewarm. A, lukewarm, not offensive, you know, nah. not going to stir up any trouble. Nah. She's not a Christian. <laughs> you still, I want Jackie to make that TikTok with me. You still haven't sent me the video. I'll send it today because I'm wearing You makeup. have to say four words. She could be a Jew. There was one other word, though, that that person says. Okay, well, figure it out. Okay. She could be a Jew. She could be a Christian. I'll do it for TikTok because I love them and they love me. Mm-hmm. Until they don't. Nah. Nah. They're not going to turn on us. Four minutes later. 
Okay, so I guess without further ado, do do do. Oh, okay. If you guys were on Breaking Bread last night, you already know the breaking news. But if you you didn't watch because you were so fucking busy and like you couldn't swing it, um, Theo is under the weather. Let us know what's going on. So yesterday, for like the morning and the afternoon, Theo was licking his foot nonstop. And honestly, I was just like so busy. I, I didn't really pay too much attention to it, which I feel guilty about. Um, and then I finally like took a look at it and it looked kind of red and sore. So I got in the bath with him. I gave him a warm bath. I scrubbed it clean. And when I was in the bath, I was really able to see like how bad it was. And his whole foot is like inflamed. So I spoke to Dr. Lisa Littman, queen. Like I was really like so um, flustered and she really calmed me down. She called in an antibiotic, an anti-itching pill, uh, medical wipes, medical shampoo to clean it with. It all arrived last night. He has to wear a cone because he, the licking makes it so much bad because it's basically like a bacteria infection. Um, so he has to stop licking it. And last night before bed, I took the cone off to see if like he would behave and he immediately went to lick it. So he had to sleep in the cone, which was so sad, especially because also I was being the laziest dog mom, but everything was able to be delivered to me. I didn't have a cone at home. You know, Petco is on Instacart. Love that. So I ordered a cone and I got a size small and a size medium. The size small is like one inch too small. It's like a little too tight on his neck. Yeah. So then I went to the medium. The medium is enormous. And not only is like the neck size, like the necklace size longer, but it's taller. Like it goes out more. He literally cannot see anything. He walks around the house banging into walls because he doesn't know what's next to him. Thrice. It's been a, it's been a really hard day for Thrice. And I don't think he will start feeling the effects of his anti-itching pill and his antibiotic until at least tomorrow so he's got a long road of recovery ahead and he's hating life with the cone I feel sick I feel like vomiting I feel like vomiting too except like I am at peace knowing like I'm torturing him for his own good you know of course but just knowing that thrice is in pain and that things aren't peachy for him it it breaks the heart (laughs) like it's sickening no, I was really, really bent out of shape over it last night. Um, like, while I was I was getting ready, I went to Remy's um, launch party for Remy X Revolve. And honestly, I was, like, so upset to, to have left because he had just taken the meds. I'm like, what if he has a seizure? Like, it was tough. And Ben wasn't home. He got home from Boston late last night. But I ended up going. I had a great time, by the way. Um, except for the fact that, so, it was to celebrate Remy's line at Revolve. So, everyone was wearing the line. And everyone was wearing the same dress as me. Which, normally, I don't care about. Except for the fact that, like, the people there were, uh, like, 19 years old. Yeah. And they were literal bikini models. Yeah. And it just, like, made me... It made me upset. Don't let it get you down. Because you were looking so good. Thank you. And you looked great last night. But you just look great in Thank general. So, Thank you. just keep up the good work. Thank you so much. Some of us um, are in. I felt, I felt some okay. of us are in our jealous wench era. Listen, as a former, a recovering jealous wench, <laughs> um, I can tell you hashtag it gets better. Yeah. Also, I told I gave this update on Breaking Bread last night, but I'm going to share it here too, which is the exciting update in my life, which is that I'm starting the process of weaning off oh, of yeah. breastfeeding and pumping. And I'm very, it kind of happened naturally because my supply went down when I was moving and I was just like stress and missing pump sessions. And so now I'm at a place that now we're doing like solids, purees, rice cereal. So I don't need as much milk. And so I'm going to start weaning so I can get my life back and I'm really excited 
And that's exciting for me not to make it. It's bittersweet though, you know, because it's been so wonderful, the breastfeeding experience, so nourishing for Rold. He loves mama's milk. Um, He does. But he's growing up like, and now it's time to graduate. So it it, it is bittersweet, but um, it's pretty sweet. (laughs) And not to make this about me, um, I'm just excited because now I get to feed Harry. And of course I've fed Harry with bottles. I find giving a baby a bottle to be like the most labor intensive activity. Like left arm has to hold the neck up. So like you're using so much upper arm strength. Right arm has the bottle and it's just like two really uncomfortable arm positions. Yeah. So I'm excited. So he's going to be sitting his ass in a chair and so am I. And I can just like spoon feed him delicious pureed carrots that his mom made so perfectly thank you claudia i got the puree down we have some nice purees in the freezer some pureed carrot pureed potato looks good fabulous yeah fabulous. and it did you just uh i never wound up using one of like the fancy baby food machines like just steaming on the stove and i use yeah. my um blender Wait, the same also- blender that bruno uses to make daiquiris for magnolia <laughs> lol um <laughs> I just realized, like, I always say, and this is truth, like, I've literally never had a carrot. But I guess I have, like, as a child. Yeah. You wouldn't eat a carrot now? No. Oh, my God, no. They're so good. It's crazy that my appetite... Has regressed. My palate, yeah, my palate was more exploratory and um, open-minded when I was a toddler and a newborn baby than it is as a 28-year-old. Yeah. And no, if there's a crudite plate, like the only thing I will even think of picking up is a cucumber. And those are always the first to go. That's so interesting. You should try some of Harry's carrot puree. Oof. So delicious. No, but like my vision is definitely um, taking a turn as I get older. My vision is too, because I mean, I've never had glasses that I've actually needed. I've like wanted to wear them, contacts or anything. But Snitch has like really big prescription and Mm -hmm. she with her glasses she sees better than I see without glasses but like I see good I just like remember one time there was something really far off and you guys were like you can't see that it was so far away I'm like yeah no sorry I'm not wearing a magnifying glass well yeah like as kids Olivia and Margot like from a very young age were always like contacts glasses and honestly I felt so grateful to not have that burden like first of all Ordering contacts is beyond expensive. Okay, I agree with that now. But as kids, I wanted glasses. I would like f- intentionally fuck up my eye exams just to get like a little something. So I could yes. be like the nerd who takes off his glasses and everybody realizes Everyone she's realizes handsome. handsome. Yeah, of course, of course. But like in retrospect, it's like an annoying thing. And like at sleepovers, you have to bring your contacts and you can't see anything when you wake up. Like it's just, it's no way to live. No, so I'm course. grateful I didn't have it. Of course, I'm grateful now. But like at the time, that's what I wanted. Now I'm like, it's so crazy that there are people who wake up in the morning and like can't see until they yeah. go get their seeing things in order. Yeah, no, like Olivia. Yeah, and the Snatchler. And that's why LASIK eye surgery is literally life-changing. And I think you and I take for granted the fact that we wake up in the morning and we can see. That's actually really true. I think a lot of people take it for granted. So if you are someone who's never needed glasses, like acknowledge the space that you're in. Yeah, also if you're someone who's never needed braces... No. That's like an elite level. For sure. None of us have ever had braces, but now people like make fun of our teeth. Who? I don't know. They like say we have fangs. Oh, you know what? They're right. We do have fangs. <laughs> I love my yeah. fangs. So do I, but um, they're not wrong. But I just feel like it's because we watched so much Twilight growing up. 
No, that's just like something cute about us. It's like we don't look alike whatsoever, but you know we're sisters because we all have fangs. Yeah, we all have similar noses too. Yeah, no, everyone says we have the same teeth. Actually, recently, and, and I remember this happened the last time I lost like a big amount of weight. Um, people, when I get smaller, always tell me I look like Margot. Yeah, in your disgraced queen comedy special, it's Margot Ashray performing. Really? Yeah. When you're it's on nice for Margo. when you're on stage, and maybe because I'm like further away from you, when I think you look the most like Margot on stage, because hmm. you're a Into star. The you're a star. Into the She's a star. Thank you. I I agree. Now I think without further ado, it is time for the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Stamps.com. Having to drop what you're doing to run to the post office is probably the worst thing on the planet, especially when you have more important things to do. So stop mailing and shipping the hard way and head to Stamps.com, the 24-7 post office that you can access from anywhere. Stamps.com is going to save you time, money, and stress. For more than 20 years, they've been an indispensable resource for over a million businesses. They give you access to all the post office and UPS shipping services that you need right from your computer. You can get discounts that you can't find anywhere else, like 30% off USPS rates and 86% off UPS rates. So whether you're sending invoices as an office, if you have an Etsy shop that you're sending products out, or you're a warehouse shipping orders, you can make mailing and shipping a breeze because all you need is a regular computer and a printer, Nothing special is required, and Stamps.com can seamlessly work with Shopify, Amazon, Etsy, eBay, and more. You'll be up and running in minutes, printing official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send. So don't mail and ship the hard way. Sign up for Stamps.com today. Sign up with the promo code TOAST for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a digital scale. There's no long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code TOAST. Great. Thank you so much. Our first story. It's a pleasure. Sorry about that. It's not Friday, so I can't give you the space to do it. (laughs) Our first story. Army Hammer's alleged victims come forward in House of Hammer trailer. Army Hammer's alleged victims have come forward in the first trailer for Discovery Plus's new documentary series, House of Hammer. The explosive first trailer released Wednesday by the network includes footage of two of Hammer's exes coming forward to detail their harrowing experiences and includes screenshots of messages and voice notes the star allegedly sent them. In one alleged message, he says, I have a fantasy about having someone prove their love and devotion and tying them up in a public place at night and making their body free use. In another voice memo reportedly sent by him, he employs more violent imagery the three-part series also features army's aunt casey hammer who was the granddaughter of armand hammer the businessman who made the family fortune in the oil business casey says quote i'm about to reveal the dark twisted secrets of the hammer family so this this um trailer went viral and i think it's for two reasons obviously like the army stuff is so crazy so hearing firsthand from the victims about what it was like to be around him is going to be interesting. But also a huge part of the documentary is something I only recently found out, which is that Army Hammer comes from like a very wealthy old school family. Um, And they're going to dive into that, but they're also going to dive into like Army isn't the first man from this family to be like fucking crazy. Interesting. That's why it's And that I believe is what the aunt is discussing. Got it. Wow. Then it's, it sounds like it's going to be explosive. And if it's anything like what, uh, Lifetime Discovery Plus did with R. Kelly documentary. Mm-hmm. It should really cover the gamut. Is Lifetime Discovery Plus? I think so. I don't. I think so. Let me see. 
Well, I was going to say this is also a, in terms of the streaming wars. This is a big win for Discovery Plus because I feel like they really haven't been um, like a major player in the documentary space when it comes to like celebrity like Jeffrey Epstein was on Netflix. Anna Delvey was Netflix. Fire Festival was Netflix and Hulu. Um, Hulu's had some big documentaries recently. And this is like Discovery Plus entering the game officially. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out if Lifetime is part of Discovery. I don't know why I thought it was. Discovery is like... Food Network, HGTV, Nat Geo. It's Lifetime also. Oh, it is? Yeah. So okay, that, that's that. why. I, yes, R. Kelly, that show was incredible. Mm-hmm. And actually, like, changed the narrative. Yeah. Made a difference. Yeah. So I don't know what Army, if he has, like, any active charges against him or what, but he's also in the Cayman Islands, so. Right. Who knows what will come of it, but. It looks to be very good. So, Add it to the it's plate. It's so interesting how like he went through the scandal and then he like disappeared for an entire year. And he's recently resurfaced and now the documentary, like when it rains, it pours. Because I really haven't thought about him in so long. Yeah. It wasn't that long ago, all of this though. When was it? Pandemic. I don't remember. And to be honest, I feel like when it comes to like the really gory details... His whole, like, expose was very detailed. Like, I feel like we know a lot of it. Yeah. And I think the stuff that we don't know is the family stuff. Yeah. Because the exes have shared a lot. And also, all of the, the his ex-girlfriends, like, were his girlfriends while he was married, right? That is the part I'm beyond confused about. I'm not sure. I'm going to watch a documentary because, obviously, I know, like, the allegations against him being, like, really violent, the cannibalism, all that stuff. Um, but I'm not entirely sure how all of it pertains to his marriage. Agreed. Um, and the timeline. The documentary premieres on September 2nd, so we will be watching. All right. That's not terribly far away, but it's not that close. Yeah. I, I can't believe it's almost already September. I know. Oh, my God. You know what that means? And actually, watching The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, these last two episodes where it's holiday-themed, like, it's making me really excited. I love... Oh, my God. Wait. This is going to be, like, your first holiday season not potentially seeing snow. Yeah. I'll be like you. Does that mean... <laughs> Does that change like the holiday vibes? People who live in warm weather, like I feel like, equi- like as much as a Christmas tree is a part of Christmas, so is snow. Yeah, so is the cold. I actually, I know people think like Florida, it's amazing weather. You know, I prefer seasons and like Me too. if I could choose between New York weather or Florida weather, I would choose New York weather. I'm not. Change it I'm up. not like jazzed about it being hot all the time. I like fall. I like a chill. I like a. I like the beer. I like a yeah, worse. I like you know, a and it's nice to have like different phases of your wardrobe to style. Yeah. So I'll see what people do down here. But I do feel like just like in L.A., like people just dress like it's winter, even though it's 60 degrees. Wait, let me ask you a question. Now that you have like a home and stuff, are you going to be doing like Halloween decoration or do you have an HOA? Like do you get in trouble for that? I'll have to find out. I don't think you would get in trouble. I do think eventually in my life I'll do stuff like that. Not this year. I'm just no, of course not. and busy. But- like pumpkins for fall. Pumpkins for fall. I don't think I'll do like spooky. I mean, I'll probably just borrow your pajamas like for mm. Halloween. Well, the HOA will have a problem with something so scary. Yeah. So I'll have to get approval for that. I don't think I'll like put up actual Halloween um, decorations. I'll do trick or treating though. Oh my God. I forgot. That's actually like so fun. Yeah. Maybe I'll come over. Yeah. Oh, well, you know what? Actually, I was thinking. For Halloween, we can't be separate. Like, I'll probably have to come down for Halloween. 
For the Halloween episode, yes. Right? We need to start thinking about who will be. And then it's your birthday, so I'll probably just be there that week. I should just schedule... A long, extended trip. Even though I think I have a show. Hold on. Let me just like triple no, check. No, we looked at, because we talk, talked about my birthday already and you don't have a show till like November 12th. Okay. Because we need to start thinking about Halloween. Do you have like any ideas? None. Me neither. I think we should be brass and stress. Oh, I love that idea, by and the way. And could be Magnolia. <laughs> totally. Um, but then we would need to hire paid actors to be Butters and Mystery. Yeah. We need to get the crew together. One last time. I forgot about Halloween. So I'm actually going to put that in my calendar. Like take that week, do Halloween and your birthday. Love it. Can't wait. So exciting. Okay. Our next story. Olivia Wilde claims that her ex Jason Sudeikis meant to embarrass her with the custody paper served on stage, says a report. A lot of custody news coming about coming out about Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis as reported like he served her on stage, which was not very cool. Horrifying. She also won the first custody battle against him. But in the recent court documents obtained by Daily Mail, she reportedly accused him of embarrassing her professionally when she was served the papers during a presentation she was making on stage during an event in Las Vegas. She said, Jason's actions were clearly intended to threaten me and catch me off guard. He could have served me discreetly, but instead he chose to serve me in the most aggressive manner possible. The fact that Jason would embarrass me professionally and put our personal conflict on public display in this manner is extremely contrary to our children's best interests. Since Jason has made it clear that we will not be able to work this out for our children's sake outside of the court system, I filed a petition for custody in LA. To his credit, he responded and said, I understand that the process server had only done her job. However, I deeply regret what happened. Olivia's talk was an important event for Olivia, both professionally and personally, and I am very, very sorry that the incident marred her special moment. He said, I did not want to service I did not want service to take place at the home of Olivia's current partner because the kids might be present. I did not want service to take place at the children's school because parents might be present. So he said that like the server had tried and they just knew that that's where she was going to be, that they would be able to actually get it to her there and didn't really realize the implications of doing so. Yeah, no, I I don't think he would like intentionally humiliate her publicly on such like a public stage, but that doesn't negate the fact that it happened and that it's mortifying, even though she handled it like a fucking boss. Like, you know what? I actually think it might've worked in her favor because she looked sympathetic. Like, this is so embarrassing. And she handled it like a total pro, like did not let it get in the way of her speech, her panel, like everything just went smoothly after that one little hiccup. So I think like nobody's technically to blame. This is just sad. And this is where I feel like, first of all, this is like custody. This is like a serious thing. It's not like a divorce filing. Like this is like kids' lives. Um, And this is where sometimes I feel like every, and I know like it's the law, I guess for a reason, but like court documents, like being public, like, being accessed so easily like it's just like sad yeah I agree especially in like a family court matter yes that's so true like I don't know some things like when it comes to criminal someone's getting pulled over for like a DUI like all that should be publicly available information but like why the fuck does it matter to me who their kids live with how much of the time you know yeah there are I mean sometimes things like this get sealed but I I don't know what the criteria is for that And obviously, I'm not a lawyer or anything. I just feel like all this, like, family stuff should be sealed, like, automatically. Yeah, I feel that. And maybe it is in different states. Um, It just feels, like, wildly invasive to be reading this. Yeah. And I just want what's best for the kids, of course. Same. Well, she won the first battle, so 
think there's a way she's to won go. the battle but will she win the war i mean she won harry styles so she just wins just everything she stays which is really winning. tough which is tough for all of us yeah. i'm sorry tear tear next story is a little more it's, custody news and is it the story that's brought to you by figs by chance yes Everybody has something they look forward to in the fall. If you're in healthcare, there's something extra exciting on the horizon, which is brand new fall colors and styles from Figs. So if you haven't heard, Figs makes the comfiest scrubs around. Personally, when it comes to autumn, I'm looking forward to seeing how Rach Parcell is decorating her home, Halloween candy. Um, but the nurses and the healthcare workers are quaking for the new designs from Figs. They're engineered with innovative technical comfort technology to be ridiculously soft and incredibly durable. So they make 100% great scrubs focused on design, function, and comfort. They are soft. They are, have a proprietary four-way stretch fabric. They are moisture-wicking, anti-wrinkle, and anti-odor thanks to Silvador antimicrobial technology. Some of their styles have up to 20 pockets, which is just fabulous and when we first started doing reads for figs like our healthcare toasters were quaking saying like first of all thanks for the code second of all figs is a life-changing brand and I obviously got a pair once they started working for us and like they're also pajamas they're so comfortable and stretchy and breathable and I'm like a I, I sweat in my sleep I'm always moving so active <laughs> so figs are great for anyone but especially healthcare workers so if you don't know where to start, you can pick a set in one of their new fall colors. Um, their super popular core scrubs never go out of style and they're easy to mix and match. So Figs believes, and so do we, that the awesome humans in healthcare deserve awesome scrubs to match. Head to wearfigs.com and use code TOAST to get 15% off your first order. That's W-E-A-R-F-I-G-S dot com, promo code TOAST. Love it. I actually just got a pair of Figs and they're so awesome and they look so nice and like clean and, and they fit nice. Professional. Yeah. Okay, next story. Kevin Federline posts videos of Britney Spears allegedly arguing with their sons. Britney Spears' ex-husband, Kevin Federline, not Kevin from the Backstreet Boys, posted a series of old videos appearing to show the singer arguing with their two sons. K-Fed, who was married to the hitmaker from 2004 until 2007, shared three Instagram videos on Thursday, which seemingly showed Spears scolding her sons, Sean and Jaden. Quote, I cannot sit back and let my sons be accused in this way after what they've been through. As much as it hurts us, we decided as a family to post these videos, he wrote alongside the clips, saying their sons were 11 and 12 at the time this was taken. He said, this isn't even the worst of it. The lies have to stop. I hope our kids can grow up to be better than this. K-Fed's decision to share the videos online have sparked outrage with a source in Britney's camp telling Page Six, this is terrible. Kevin is disgusting. He is weaponizing the kids by releasing these videos. But in these clips, Britney is just being a mom. Okay, so um, this is like, I have a lot of thoughts because up until this point, I haven't really made a decision on how I feel about Kevin Federline because yes, like I know a lot of people dislike him because he like lives off of Britney's money, but for a really long time while Britney was really struggling, I feel like he was really there for the kids and so what, he doesn't have a job? It's okay. He's a stay-at-home um, dad. Yeah. So up until this point, like I, I didn't really understand or agree with like a lot of people's negative feelings about him, but I feel like this is so fucked up for so many reasons. First of all, to record someone without their knowledge in their own home, in private moments, and then post on a public platform when you're famous is so disgusting and so invasive. And I'm never going to be a fan of that, no matter what's in the video. Like, I don't like that. Two, we as a family came to this decision. Like, you're the parent. Like, your kids, whether they think you should have posted them or not, like, that's fucking irrelevant. This isn't, a, like, they're kids. Right. 
three, the contents of the video, like he really thought he was doing something. And I was ready to see Britney like pulling her hair out, screaming, like teeth being punched in. Like these videos were so like normal. Like, and especially when you keep in mind that during this time she was on lithium against her will. So not only was she like really struggling mental health wise, she was also being a parent. And I didn't feel like anything she said in the video was like that crazy. Like, am I crazy or is that just like, how you get in trouble when you're a kid. Yeah, I saw the video of them in the car. She's taking, the punishment that she's enacting is she's taking away Sean's phone because he wasn't wearing shoes in the ice cream store. And like, I imagine it's hard to punish teenage boys, especially like she said, they're going through puberty. And it's actually the most clear I've ever heard her speak. Like Jackie, I completely agree. Her kids are being disrespectful as fuck in the back. They're also filming her. They, it, it seems like the filming is taking place from their perch. So yes. they are speaking in a way that they know is on video where she doesn't know that she's on video. And that's always like an imbalanced conversation. Like that's I'm going to so be true. like the victim. And, and the other person's just speaking normal. Like, I, and that's so at the end of the true. day, she's be like, she's, disciplining them and the and the punishment is you're getting your phone taken away like there's nothing really out of the norm there sure no and that's actually like like a very common way of punishing a teenager it used to happen to us it was the worst fucking thing on the planet Yeah, it's it's hard to get through to kids like and and that's a very fair punishment and why aren't you wearing shoes in the in the ice cream store like that it's it's gross that's Uh, being a parent like I I agree he thought he did something even if the videos were more damning which I don't think that they are like it's none of our fucking business everything taken out of context in this way like yeah we don't even know like we're just hearing her say like she wasn't wearing his shoes but we don't know how he was behaving in the ice cream store like without like what the fuck is this and I agree with you that like I would give Kevin Federline up until now like I was like just like you know what like his job is being a couch potato and raising these two kids and it always has seemed like Britney's kids are doing okay so it's like yeah maybe he's not the worst maybe at least he's a good dad but this is fucking disgusting no and like I think when he posted this like he really thought he was doing something he would like change the narrative that Britney's like a verbally abusive and manipulative mom and the reaction that I've seen from people, especially people who have kids, is like, literally, you record me in the middle of the night coming into my son's room to reprimand him. Like, I'm worse. Yeah. Like, it, it's, first of all, there's no context. It's really not that bad. And, like, people discipline their kids, and that's how she did it. I didn't think there was anything wrong or abusive about it. Like, she was cursing, but the kids are teenagers, and I just... I don't know, maybe I grew up in a strict household, but I don't think it's that crazy. Yeah, also just listening to these videos, like it's clear that they're recording them for someone, you know, and for something. And I feel like their dad has kind of uh, employed them to be like on his side and they're Mm -hmm. taking these videos for him, like to show mom acting crazy. And no, and the the point I think you that's made fucking twisted of of him that like he's pitting his kids against her like that because otherwise why are you taking a video of your mom yelling at you like what are you it's are you proud that you, are you proud you're in trouble it's extremely manipulative and I think the point that you made that I didn't even think of which is literally the best point is that the kids filming it knowing it's being recorded makes for an unbalanced conversation and not a real accurate representation of how things go down normally when she's disciplining her kids because they're behaving as though people are watching. Right, 
Right. As if, and so that's not fair. I'm sure usually when she's giving it to them, they're giving it right they're back. They're giving it right back. And even though they were being recorded, they were still like talking back. Like in growing up, you didn't talk back. Like, yeah. And even though they knew they were being recorded, they were still talking back a little yeah, bit. Yeah, because that was just, that's kids. And they're that's also like 11 and stuff. 12. They're not bad kids. And it's also that's unfair for stuff. Kevin Federline to, Federline to release a video of his kids 11 and 12, like acting yes. out. That's not fair. In a personal like, moment. Yeah. I'm sure the kids have consented to it because it seems like they're obviously team dad and like whatever dad wants. But that's fucking shitty too because this doesn't reflect well on them either. And and he should know that. They might think they look cool and they're talking back to mom, Mm -hmm. but he should know that. I just think nothing good ever comes from like exposing, like when people are like posting text messages or videos, like, Private conversations being posted publicly makes the person, even if the person who posted them is in the right, which by the way, they never fucking are, it makes the person look like such an asshole because it's only a thing a true asshole would do, record someone without their knowledge and share on a public platform as a famous person. It always makes me think of Bachelor in Paradise. Kaylin and Blake. Kaylin and Blake Blake was like, I have to post these to like save my reputation. And he posted them, which just made him look like an asshole for exposing a girl's drunk text messages. And B, they really weren't that bad. And they actually made him look bad. I, that's what I thought. But I think other people were just lo- like thought it living for him. the tea. Yeah. And I think Kevin Federline thought he was going to post these and be completely vindicated. Dad of the year. Look at my sons. Um, and now I just like have a hatred for him, which I never had up until this point. And I didn't even agree with a lot of the hatred he received. Yeah, but no, now it's it's extremely potent on my end. Extremely. Last night on Breaking Bread, we were talking about the different ways that we wrap up conversations and how we like each of us. And that's on being a good parent. Yeah. Or I'll be like, oh, that's so interesting. Or we'll keep you updated. We'll keep you posted. So now yeah. I'm trying to do new ones. What did I just say? I don't know. It's extremely potent on my end. Potent on my end. <laughs> and that's on being or self-aware. Also, that's that on that. Always. But I don't think this is this on that. No. And that's on having to discipline teenagers. Honestly. Yeah. Our next story, like crazy news, page six exclusive, FKA Twigs and Margaret Qualley are in a nasty argument over ex-Shia LaBeouf's lawsuit that FKA Twigs is suing Shia LaBeouf for mm-hmm. alleged sexual battery, assault, and infliction of emotional distress, which lasted mm-hmm. during their relationship from 2018 to 2019. So FKA Twigs first spoke about these allegations in an sh- uh, interview with Elle magazine in September 2021. And actress Margaret Qualley, who also briefly dated Shia LaBeouf, posted the cover on her social media with the caption, thank you. She, uh, Margaret later told Harper's Bazaar that she posted the cover because it was important for, it was important to me for her to know that I believe her. And it's as simple mm-hmm. as that. We're told that after the piece came out, uh, FK Twigs and Margaret Qualley exchanged messages and FK Twigs hoped that uh, Margaret would agree to be a witness in the case, which is set to go to trial in April 2023. But it seems that FK Twigs became disappointed that despite her public show of support, Margaret didn't appear willing to throw herself into the suit as actively as the singer had hoped. We're told the two women, women who didn't know each other before the L piece was published happened to run into each other at a hotel in LA recently. Sources say it's unclear who approached who, but the pair got into an intense verbal dispute over the matter in full view of the other hotel guests. And Margaret's fiance, bleacher singer Jack Antonoff, came to her defense and joined in with the argument. Insiders say that both girls... It's giving housewives. It's giving Ken Vanderpump getting involved. Yep, it's giving... uh, 
insiders say that both girls were both left shaken by the incident. Well, this just sucks because them fighting, like they're both victims of the same person. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's like his abuse continues because they're now fighting with each other. And I understand FKA's frustration in wanting to build the best possible case and not having Margaret do the most. But also, like, you can't force someone to speak on their trauma, like, before they're ready. Yeah. It's and a maybe lo- she's not. And it's a lot to act as a witness in a case such as this. And and Margaret's relationship with him is much more recent than FKA's. And I'm sure whatever it was that she went through with Shia LaBeouf is still very much an open wound. Yeah. And everyone just processes things and handles things differently. And it's understandable if she doesn't want to participate but it's also understandable for fka to be frustrated frustrating yeah yeah but i hope that they can work it out because they're stronger together than they are apart yeah agreed i just thought that was a crazy story no and like now it's becoming about like them two being pitted against each other as opposed to like this man who's fucking crazy yeah like let's focus on that yeah let's shia labeouf is so weird like I won't lie, like, Holes was amazing. But beyond that, like, he's been really unwell for so long. I, like, don't know that much about him. Me neither. I haven't seen a a piece of his work since he left the Disney Channel. And in my opinion, his catalog went downhill. Um, No, but he... He just became, like, a really serious actor quickly. And then, like, very bizarre, putting a paper bag over his face. Like, being very publicly bizarre yeah but he's in transformers that's why like everybody oh that's why i haven't seen him in that in that or he's a big movie star from that well he's also an abuser yeah alleged allegedly um okay are you ready for our fifth and final story um a little human interest news that i find personally very interesting and sad is it the human interest fifth story that's brought to you by every plate yes it is because it's food news As summer winds down and your schedule gets busy, set yourself up for success with the ultimate time and money-saving hack, Every Plate. We used to think meal kits had to be expensive, but it turns out that Every Plate is 25% cheaper than grocery shopping. Their quality ingredients come pre-portioned. They help you save money, reduce food waste, like literally buying a bag of spinach and it rots in your fridge before you even open it. So sad. So if your weekdays or your nights are getting jam-packed, every plate will help you get delicious meals on your table without breaking the bank, and you can skip your weekly trip to the grocery store, too. So every plate offers options for everybody, which is why we really like it. Their menu includes the classic plate, a veggie plate, a family plate, an easy plate. So you can try whatever it is that you want without committing to one preference and then seeing what works best for you. Like if you're just ordering for yourself or if you have kids in a family, like they really have super customizable options and you'll be able to find something that works for you while saving money and eating delicious food, which are two of the greater things in life. (laughs) You can also get your first box for just a dollar and fifty forty nine cents. Oh, sorry, a dollar and forty nine cents per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering code toast one four nine. So get started with every plate for just a dollar and forty nine cents per meal on your first box, but you have to go to everyplate.com and use the code toast one four nine. That's toast one hundred and forty nine is the code everyplate.com. Great. Thank you so much. And our fifth and final story is food news. Um, and that it's a sad day. Oh, no. What? McDonald's has ended the McPlant burger test in the U.S. Um, 
it didn't go according to plan. And the Beyond Meat stock has dropped due to the conclusion of the trial of the McPlant. Mm. So this is affecting markets, wallets. Can I say? Mouths. Can I say that in terms of fast food going plant-based, nobody did it better than Impossible Burger at Burger King. First of all, because it's extremely delicious. Second of all, they did a huge marketing push. Like they were paying influencers to do a blind taste test of the Impossible versus the regular Whopper and they really couldn't tell the difference. They had whole commercials devoted to it. And like McDonald's announced this like McPlant and then never did any follow-up marketing on it. So I think people maybe forgot that it was even an option and just like weren't really advertised to about this product. So like it was a flop from the beginning because I didn't feel like there was a huge push behind it. Whereas I felt like Impossible Burger almost became like fucking annoying with how much they were marketing it. But like it became like a staple. How you say like I'll have a Whopper, I'll have Impossible Whopper. It became like common yeah at least for me I was really excited about the McPlant and I've never even had one either because in the time that they were trying it which it hasn't been that long and it's I think it's been about a year or less I haven't either been to a McDonald's or been to a McDonald's with a McPlant that had it. that had it because anytime I've gone to a McDonald's in the last year I don't really think I've been to that many honestly which is unfortunate for me um I always ask do you have McPlant and they're like what so it was a trial but it was like limited run and the people who would eat it, me, like never even got the opportunity to try it. Meanwhile, Mm -hmm. at every single Burger King I've ever been to, they're not like making me feel crazy, gaslighting me into plant. And the second they announced it, they had it at every franchise. Whereas like McDonald's announced it three years ago and then like one year ago said, all right, it's finally here. And then it took forever to roll out and not even to every location. It was like specific. I just feel like they set it up for failure. I blame the rollout. I don't blame the plant-based community. I don't blame the plant itself. I blame McDonald's, the marketing, the rollout, and the distribution. I agree completely. I think if everyone followed the Burger King method, everyone would would have had success. And I feel like this is now just like, look, people don't want plant-based options, but they actually do. But we just don't want it the way that McDonald's gave it, which was like second-class citizens, like an yeah. afterthought. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could try. It was giving afterthought. It was giving, you could try Sears McDonald's. You could try Literally. Sears. It was giving like low energy, low effort. Yeah, it was like, we want to feel like a part of the McDonald's experience. We don't want to feel like outliers. Like, we want a happy meal, plant, planty meal. A hundred percent. We want chicken nugget plants. hundred percent. Well, you know what? Everywhere. Not just like this one burger that we picked out of the trash can and that we're going to give to you. No, and I feel like now Burger King is like really the um, leader in plant-based fast food and they should really expand to like a chicken nugget. I mean, that would be... Well, a Beyond Nugget or Impossible That would be so glorious. They could also, if anybody wants to contact you, Gardein, they have a delicious chicken nugget plant, maybe for Wendy's. Maybe for Wendy's. By the way, it's it's worth mentioning that like I don't like burgers, so I don't really eat burgers. Um, And I think the Impossible Burger is so delicious. I've had like a couple bites every time you get it. It's extremely good. Like it's tasty. And for me to say that, the palate of a four-year-old... It's good. It's extremely good. Makes me really want an Impossible Whopper real bad. Yeah, you should order one. Or actually, you live in Florida now. Go get yeah, one. Yeah, go get one because they don't travel well. It's in, But you also an, still don't know how to drive, so you'll have to have Zach chauffeur you to Burger King, and you'll have to bring Harry. It'll be a whole family Date outing. night. Date <laughs> night. That sounds like 
probably the best date night ever. A hundred percent. I'm going to keep Eating that. in your car. Yeah, no, next time we're like, what should we do for dinner? Driving around. Yeah, you should get a possible burger. Yeah, also, Harry got a new car seat that he doesn't fucking hate, so. He loves. He does enjoy What's it. What's the brand? So it's up a baby. We never had a car seat because we were just using the Duna because we were just Ubering, but now that we have a car, he has a proper car seat. And I was, I didn't know what kind of car seat to get because there are so many. They're all so different, but also also similar. And like, what's bad, what's good? I like panic ordered a car seat. And then I was like, no, that's the wrong one. And so I finally ordered the, Olivia was like, you should order a car seat that's compatible with your stroller. So I ordered a car seat that's the same brand as my stroller. That way I don't need a converter. I can just pop it on, mm-hmm. pop it off. So I ordered the upper baby Mesa car seat. And when it arrived, I still like wasn't sure. Did I get the right car seat? I don't know. How will I ever know? And then I received a sign because the car seat, the shade that was it was in is called the Bryce. The color. The color was called the Bryce. I saw it on the box. I was like, your honor, Sold. no further questions. And you know, I'm actually a firm believer in like a lot of this stuff for kids these days is like so overpriced and like so superfluous and like when it comes to a high chair, like people buying that like fancy one that looks like a spaceship that costs $500 when literally a Graco one from Target is $30 and they're the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, but I think one of the things, one of the few things that you should invest in and splurge on is the car seat. Yeah. I really like in the beginning, I didn't really buy anything. And I, I do regret that there was only so much I could buy in New York. There was only so much mm-hmm. space I had, but like really all of the things that people get, like they, the kids really need it and the kids really enjoy it. At least Harry, like everything that I bought for him, like he really loves, whether it's toys, play mats, play gyms, like he loves all of it. You know what he doesn't love? That motorized chair. Oh, the baby zen. No, not baby zen. Yo-yo. Oh, no. It, it like moves around. Mama No, there was a, he had a phase where he really enjoyed it and it was a great place to put him, but he's outgrown it now, but there was a time. And you're telling me that big fancy chair that has like an electrical dashboard can't figure out a way for the mobile to move on its own? The mobile to move. Oh, the thing that goes above. Yeah. That's called the mobile. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, we're talking about the mamaroo. Yeah, like, okay, so I have to sit there and spin it when I'm putting him in the the chair because I can't hold him, so I need to get away from him for a second. Like, it's so dumb. It's facts. It is facts, but he, no, but it's also expensive because I just bought it off of someone's registry. Yeah, it is expensive, but there was a time where he really did enjoy it. And it was a like, now he has, is able to play in like walkers and also like a thing that looks like a walk work. Oh, that's that just thing covered in toys. You put the legs. Yeah. You put the legs and in he the feels diaper like he's and it's like standing, a little wheelie trolley. And he loves that now. And so that's what I do. And I need a hands-free option. But a few months ago we did use the Mama Roo. Yeah, because experiencing, obviously, childbirth with Harry, for me, um, I realize, like, when I have kids, like, what I will need, I will need 55 options for things they can, like, be safe in, and I don't have to hold them, because honestly, it's, like, very exhausting. Yeah, no, it's really backbreaking, and then soon he'll graduate to a play pen, where it's, like, a little um, fenced-in area. Yeah, Emily Donato calls it baby jail. That's perfect because like, you know, they're safe and you can go into the other room and take a piss. Yeah. 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 And just like thrill it up with toys. And it's a grand old time. Yeah. Michaela loves her little jail cell. Yeah. So it's, it's been a journey, but so far I think I got the right car seat, the brass and strass. That's how you know. No, that's how I, I, I literally felt so at peace when I saw that. I said, his brother's always with him. You know what it was? It was God, Theo's husband, talking to you. (laughs) Okay, but if Theo's married to God, how come he has an infection on his foot? Wait. If Theo's married to God, does that make me... God's mother-in-law. 
Mary. Give me a second. Oh, no. It would make my grandchild Jesus, the son of God. <laughs> yes, it would. Wow. But you're God's mother-in-law. And I'm extremely toxic. Yes, you are. Nobody's good enough for my son. Not even God himself. <laughs> By the way, what's so funny is yesterday you posted that clip about how when your kids are 18, like they can fucking scram. Um, mm -hmm. And someone posted in the comments, it's like, you talk a big game, but like, would you ever treat Theo that way? Never. Uh, okay, being totally realistic, Theo depends on me for survival, literally like food, water. Yeah. Also, like you can't spoil a dog. You know, like you could treat Theo like the king that he is and it really won't affect his behavior. Affect. It won't affect how he treats others. Like you don't have to worry right. about him out in the world. But like your kids, you gotta no, discipline. But also like kids need to need independence in order to flourish. Theo can be... No, it doesn't matter. Only, like what He can only be so independent before he dies no, without me. It's like, like, okay, if Theo's like a little dependent, a little this, a little spoiled, like it doesn't fucking matter. Like he doesn't have to right, like... there's no effect. He doesn't have to go get a job, go meet a woman right. <laughs> or a man. Reality check. Yeah, like it doesn't fucking matter what his right, personality like he will, is. Right. So I don't agree with that. And I, I, I stand by what I said. Yeah. No, I agree. And it's fucking hysterical. No, I agree for you. I, I, I don't know what kind of where I'll be in 18 years in terms of my reticence. I'll probably be yelling at my kids like Britney Spears, like to be honest, taking their phones away. <laughs> taking the phones away for sure. If they even have phones. Yeah, I can't wait to have that power. That's like what's so cool about growing up because like as a kid, you know, a frequent punishment of ours was getting like computers or phones taken away and it was so horrible, like powerless. Like there was nothing you could do about it. Like you were just stuck and I'm going to be able to inflict that misery on someone else. And I'm also going to be able to not do that. You know what I mean? You'll also be able to give it back. You could say, I'm right. going to take it. And then you take it and you're like, don't do it again. Here you go. I could take it. But I won't. Not this time. But I believe you've learned your lesson. Yeah. No, and I talk a big game like I'm going to be so strict. But like literally I can't even keep the cone on Theo's head for more than an hour. Like I'm literally going to have monster children who are spoiled because they walk all over me. You know, like. I don't see that. How, I don't see anyone walking all over you. But wait, you know how like, and one of my biggest pet peeves is people my age or like at any age that I'm at being like rude and yelling at their parents. Like it's so fucking disrespectful. Mm -hmm. um, it's one of my biggest pet peeves. And I just think it like speaks so poorly of my friend, if that's my friend yeah. doing it. Um, but like, I'm going to be that, that parent, like whose kids yells, yells at them. I, Claudia, no one has ever yelled at you in like, in your adult life. Like, uh, sister, like you command respect. You do. No, but like, I do feel like I'll be like a pussy when it comes to parenting. Like I literally birthed this child, like to yell at him. No. That's the dichotomy. That's the balance. You know, that's the the big question in parenting. You know, striking the but right balance between fear and love. I guess, like when I've been around Michaela, I really haven't had a problem yelling at her, like reprimanding her when she like does something wrong. I'm like, no. Yeah. So maybe it's too important to get it right. Honestly, it's Jackie, it's giving. Mommy dearest. <laughs> oh, it's too important to get it right to make sure that like you raise, you know, decent I know, beings. yeah. You can't just go off of like, yeah, in, like you like, have to really be thoughtful. Nah, I'm not gonna discipline even though like you're acting wrong. Yeah, yeah. No, it's important. I feel like it's just really hard. Yeah, but that parenting is hard. 
Yeah, that's like when Theo poops in that's the house. That's why like there's have to so many books about it. Yeah, yeah. I guess we'll just have to wait and see, you know, what kind of parent I am. We'll keep, you, the truth. We'll keep you posted. We'll keep you posted because <laughs> we will be doing this show for the next 50 years. So yeah. you'll find out real quick. We will watch this episode in 10 years. And be like, you, you fools. When one of my kids is like grounded and I talk about it on the podcast, how I had to ground my son and I'm like really struggling with it. And then someone will send me this episode. Yeah. Or you'll be like. Oh, and now I'm talking to future me. Okay. Hey, girly. Hope you kept the weight off. I'm going to guess you didn't. Love that for you. Um, I hope you're doing well. Like, I hope you're in a house. Like, I hope you own your home by then. Um, I hope everyone is good and healthy. And I love you. And I hope you're still getting Botox. And if you're not, this is your reminder to make an appointment with Dr. Gizeh. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Once I stop breastfeeding and pumping, I can get Botox. I'm so uh, excited. And you have to come up here for it. Of course. It. Of course. Yeah. We'll, we'll plan together. a whole trip. And that'll yeah, be fun. Then I'll be I'll, uh, I'll be a tourist in New York City. I can do all my touristy things. Oh, my God. Good. And you can go with Zach because I'm not going with N-Y-C. you. N-Y-C. Three in the rundown. Two bags. One, one me. me. That's literally going to be me. Literally. I'm going to do things that like I never did when I lived there. Like I'm going to go to the Mets. Empire State Building? Still no. You have like a thing against. I don't like heights. No, I feel that. I don't really care to see the city from that perch. You know, I think we should wrap up today's episode because I'm counting my blessings that I haven't been inundated with any noise from construction. There is so much drama here. I haven't even filled everyone in. I'm like going back and forth with the building management. It's just, I figured out that we've had a construction zone outside of our studio since May 2021. I like went back and watched episodes and saw when there was an episode with Taylor Strecker. And all of a sudden there was a scaffolding up. I wasn't there that day, but I remember like all of a sudden. And we've been very good tenants. I really haven't complained about it. I haven't asked for a rent abatement or anything. But seriously, I can't imagine what they're doing. It needs to take more than 15 months. Yeah. So I've been, I'm grateful for today. They didn't bother me. Um, and the, they were trying to be helpful, the management. They're like, let me know if there's like a special episode and we can like tell them to stop. But like, otherwise we have to keep going. I'm like, Every episode is special. Like, you never know when creativity will strike. It's so true. Every episode is special. I'm like, that's like saying one child is more special than another, you know? Yeah. No, but there's, there's every episode is special, but there's definitely like one, one out of 30 that's like, mm. yeah, of course, but we can't predict no. which one that's going to be and schedule the construction to not no, be no, there. No, 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 no. So that is our show. So exciting that the next show you listen to will be Fridays because tomorrow's Friday. It's also my uh, first show back on tour. So if you want to come see me on tour, girlwithnojob.com slash tour. Tickets available to New York shows, New Jersey shows, North Carolina shows, Alabama shows, Portland shows, Seattle shows. Come see me on tour. It's hilarious. You're going to have a great time and you'll get like wasted and just be around like-minded people, which is always fun. Girlwithnojob.com slash tour. That's all we got for you. That's all she wrote. Pencils down, everyone. Pencils, Pencils down. down. Blue books closed. Thank you so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please help me to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast pretty much anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, like, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all I don't know of a place where you can listen to podcasts where you can't find ours, but let me know. That's true, but don't don't tempt anyone to take us. Oh my god, the construction's Got here. Bye, everyone. Bye. Have a great day. <laughs>